to Your Property Podcast. My name is Michelle Cairns, your host for today. And with us, we have Philippa and Tom Charrier. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Now, I have to say today we are recording. uh, It's the 9th of April, 2020. So uh, we're in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis and we are here to talk about uh, designing your properties and designing for well-being. So uh, I'm really excited to be having uh, Philip and Tom on the podcast today because we interviewed them for YPN about a year ago when we were talking about tenant well-being then. And I was really interested because it's not really something that is uh, has been very common in um, in in the magazine and in you know just in, in in conversation so it was quite refreshing to hear your story and how you are designing your properties with tenants well-being in mind and everything that had gone into that so obviously with the lockdown situation i think you know it is a very interesting topic to bring back into the forefront of our minds and um and to just discuss here so um, do you want to tell us a bit for people who don't know about you, who who you are, and a bit about your background? Yeah, sure. Hi, thank you. So, yes, we are um, Philip and Tom Charrier from Fat Properties, and we co-founded Fat Properties about six years ago now. Um, and we, my, I trained as an architect um, and have ten years experience leading high-profile urban regeneration projects. Um, and Tom's background is landscape architecture and we basically came into property developing and investing I say six years ago it was when I went around having kids and it was sort of nearly seven yeah nearly seven it was two days we bought the first property two days after our second child was born Hugo so yeah we really got into um, property developing and as I say we just had our, our second child and we're looking at student accommodation um looking at properties to invest in and came across student accommodation and just yeah just thought it was a natural fit we looked at what what was out there and obviously having these design backgrounds and designing spaces to enhance well-being in our professional backgrounds um space you know how you feel in spaces and how that can impact on your mood your behavior so we've been brought up in that that way of thinking um and we started looking at investing property and we went around all these student accommodations student houses hmos and i was just absolutely shocked that after you know 20 years of since i was a student or 15 i'll say <laughs> but um yeah, for a long time since i was a student nothing seemed to have changed and the this accommodation that we were walking around these these homes that people were living in were just absolutely horrific and i mean student accommodation people think oh it's only students you know it's it's it doesn't matter you know they can just stay in whatever they just drink all day and sleep all day and they don't care and it, that kind of attitude just you know we, we were just absolutely horrified you know I had a, a, a toddler walking around with me I had a baby in a sling on me um, and we were sort of just walking through these houses just thinking oh my god these are people's kids and they've got no social space or whatever social space they did have was just tiny the bedrooms were cramped and just dark and with no daylight and like just absolutely minimal standards and from then it was something that was just clicked and we thought come on we can do so much better than this and we can provide some really great spaces for people to live in yeah and i mean it's easy to kind of get um you know we live in our own little bubbles don't we you know you 
<clears throat> people who, you know, people who you interview and, you know, feature in YPN and people we kind of circulate with on Instagram and stuff like that. We're all involved in, you know, trying to kind of really, you know, develop good quality property. But overall, it's a relatively small proportion of, of people. And, you know, student property in particular has for a very, very long time just been purely being seen as a, as a bit of a cash cow, to be perfectly mm. honest. And kind of design quality is something that has been, oh, maybe, you know, if the budget can stand it, you might kind of do a nice little bit of kind of, you know, quote unquote design. But on the whole, it's, you know, return on investment is the priority. And Yeah, and, the design's an afterthought. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know design and, and, and certainly, you know, really thinking about what your tenants, what your customers want and need is kind of second fiddle to that and um you know i think what's what's happening now is certainly that um you know that kind of school of thought is actually um it's not actually delivering what it sets out to deliver in the sense that you know as soon as there is another choice for people Mm. for students they're going to move away from that and they are doing now so you know actually the returns on those kind of places are are failing so even if you're you know even for the people that purely just see it as uh, you know a kind of financial vehicle versus a home for a human to live in as well it's not really working that way either and it's you know the more we kind of do the research you know behind all this kind of background work and, and we've been writing a book on kind of designing for well-being the more we look into it um the more it's clear that students the market is choosing better quality you know better designed places better designed accommodation places which deliver a you know a kind of higher um caliber of customer experience and you know the places that don't do that are are not going to last very long and what do you think about the competition with the student pods as well because that's obviously setting a benchmark the student pods the the the, well well, the kind of um the purpose built yeah, I, I, I think um, I think purpose built. You know, I think big picture there needs to be a balance between you know HMOs and purpose built. There's a place for both of them. They both serve a market. But again, purpose built, you know, has been not all of it, but a lot of it is largely driven by big you know pension fund investment requirements. Mm-hmm. Space standards are squeezed. Social space standards are squeezed. You know, they're often. You know, they'll have very, very attractive, photogenic, very cool, huge social spaces on the ground floor, for example. You know, they look like an amazing WeWork or something like that. But that's a space for, you know, two, three hundred people. That's not a space yeah. to sit in your pajamas and have a brew in the morning with your mate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, you know, lie around and watch a movie in the evening or something. That's not, it doesn't serve the purpose that, for example, a, a lounge, a domestic lounge that, you know, we all have in our homes doesn't serve that same purpose. Um, and those are the contact, the connections that you make and the mm-hmm. friendship groups that you make together, you know, in those, yeah. in those smaller settings where you can just, um, you know, you've got six chairs. I mean, in terms of sort of, I went to, I went to Barcelona, I was invited to Barcelona recently, well, in the summer holidays, um, by one of the big um, purpose-built developers, players, yeah. developers yeah. And... Um, and we went to look round one of their their great you know all scene dancing um, places out there, and uh, you know some of it was fantastic, you know really nicely done. But then the bedroom sizes were tiny. Um, the and uh, you know you go into the six for a six bedroom flat, um, 
the room sizes were very small, the social spaces for six people, there was no consideration in how people are going to use that space. It was, you know, there was a two, two seater sofa that wasn't even facing the television. Mm -hmm. so if you sat on the sofa to watch the television, you'd have to sort of skew your body around completely. <laughs> but there were only two spaces for people to sit down. So there was no thought about actually there's six people that are going to be using this space. And then again with the dining table. And I mean, for that to say, oh, I've got a sofa in the, in the, in the social space, that is one big tick because most of them don't. And they have like a, a hard table with hard chairs and, you know, and then that's, and then put a TV up. So I think a lot of it is tick boxing exercise that they've got this, yeah. but they haven't actually considered about how people use the space. And that's fundamental to design. It's like, you know, that's the, the big thing. Yeah, I think that's how I see like the main difference between what you guys do is that, you know, the thought is before you even buy it, the thought is before you even look at which properties to buy, looking at the floor plan and you are thinking of how to actually bring, you know, the the tenant's well-being into the home before you start. It's not a it's not a just a, you know, a lick of paint and let's put modern appliances and modern yeah furniture in there that's the big difference isn't it so do you want to talk us through because you've got four elements that you talk about in terms of how you filter what you do um do you want to talk us through those just just on that though as well it's it we take it even a step further back that it's actually location is key to right and i've been on podcasts before and we've talked about you know setbacks and i will always say i will never buy a house that's not got a setback and setback from the streets you've got that defensible space between this the road and well the pavement and the house um and you know people have taken the mick out of me for this because i you know i just will not buy a house because there have been so many studies that have been done about how people don't feel safe if they don't have that that setback um and you know people walking down the street people can look in through the window and if that's your lounge or if that's your bedroom predominantly you know in, in hmos you put the bedroom in the front window um in that front room so obviously if that's straight onto the street there's no stopping somebody from just sitting on the windowsill or whatever so that's fundamentally we do that straight away is we will only buy a house which i mean that's just what we do so i mean it's not saying that's what everybody should do but that's that's what we do mm. um and yeah location safe spaces safe places we wouldn't buy somewhere in the wrong location we do a lot of research into into the space and into the areas and obviously into the type of houses um but yeah sorry going into so we've got focus fitness friendship and finance so do you want to yeah sure yeah so i mean it's it, um you know what, what we kind of turned them turned them these four f's but I suppose the starting point was looking at, you know, we talk about well-being and, and, and you know, someone asked me ages ago, look, what, what is well-being? I kind of have this idea that it's about our, you know, our physical, our mental health, you know, but what is it exactly? So we started looking into it and, and, and it's, it, it, it's that, it's our kind of our mental and emotional health, our physical health, our, our, and also importantly, our kind of sense of purpose. You know, I think as humans, it's not just about being functionally healthy, it's about you know, being able to pursue something that, you know, you enjoy and that you see value in. And obviously for students, not necessarily their only sense of purpose, but they have selected a course and a path and they are on a kind of education and career path. So, you know, you know, the first one is, 
like we say, focus. So that is about people need to be able to study and work towards, yes, their sense of purpose. So, you know, for students, that's, that's the ability to study productively, you know, study hard, you know, uh, achieve academically uh, and, and designing to facilitate that. And we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, fitness. So, you know, again, the ability to have a, you know, good kind of physical health. And again, our homes can support, you know, a healthy lifestyle and nudges towards or make healthier lifestyle choices easier. Um, can I just jump in there? Yeah. That as we're thinking about all this, it's so important now with, with this horrific time that we're in now that we're all being made to stay in our homes. And it is so important that all these areas that we're talking about now, that people are suddenly having to work from home. So this focus idea, you know, this is, is so important. The fitness side, obviously, mm. is so important as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so focus fitness, uh, friendship, again, you know, being able to, um, you know, enjoy meaningful relationships, friendships, friendship groups um, is really important to our well-being. And last one is finance. And that's not, you know, material wealth, but it's more, um, you know, avoiding financial stress um, or the stresses that, you know, financial problems um, or financial you know, worries and pressure can bring. Um, and yeah, absolutely. As Philippa said, my God, what is the coronavirus showed us is that having to isolate from people is an un, is an unnatural experience for us you know as people we want to be able to you know shake hands see our friends speak to our friends sit more than two be you know less than two meters apart you know it's very strange that we've now got to you know by by these social distancing you know rules and, it, and it's not natural fitness again suddenly you know if you look now online fitness stuff from from um equipment is selling out like crazy um, because everyone's like, oh my God, you know, the gyms are shut. Some parks in London are closing. You know, you can only go out for an hour a day. Um, everybody suddenly realizes we need to do something to get out of this in a reasonably healthy state at the end. So everybody suddenly thinks, you know, I need to stay fit. Um, finance, of course, you know, I mean, the government's kind of, you know, releasing unprecedented, you know, support measures because the stress and the pressure from, you know, financial problems is, is huge um and um and what was the last one focus, focus yeah, yeah you don't have your focus anymore then focus yeah, yeah you know we, we, we've got to work from home you've got to have the right yeah. setup you know it's no good um you know if you're lucky enough to work from home to be able to work from home that is you know you've got to have the right physical setup the right physical environment to be able to work productively so and if you've got kids at home then that's not going to happen <laughs> with the noise you've got the noise issues and so looking at this from a, I mean obviously we did this purposely for student accommodation because that's what we are involved in but now it's just so important it, you know we we're living it now and how important it is to be able to design and have daylight coming in having spaces for outside space mm. having you know as much um connection with nature as possible um bring the outside inside because you know we need that as humans you know we're not supposed to be spending 90 percent of our time inside um we're supposed to be outside and that's sorry that's the average that we spend inside i mean obviously now it's jumped Pre, way up pre-coronavirus Pre yeah goodness what it is yeah. now you know it must be 99 so it's so it's it's huge for us and we all can relate to this now because it's just we're just stuck inside and if you're not happy in your home and your space and you're cramped in some small um small dark room then how that will impact on your well-being yeah 
So what do you, um, have you done anything different? So you've got student properties and obviously some of them have left now, some of them are there. Have you, have you done anything different to the ones that are there or do you feel like you set it up already in a way that, you know, you, you're actually really happy with them just being there and, and enjoying that space? Yeah, generally speaking, the latter, we've, you know, we've made sure that they are well looked after. I mean, we're, you know, we're in close communication, you know, with them all, making sure they're okay, making sure they've got everything that they need. And if they haven't, then, you know, we're trying to, to help them out as much as we can. But, but generally speaking, the ones that are there are, are happy and content and they do have what they need. Um, and, you know, we continue to try and stay on top of the situation and, and, and take it each day as it comes, really, because, I mean, it does just, it seems to change daily, doesn't it? You know, things that we thought week ago are now you know thoroughly out of date um we've got we have got we just finished one um because we've got our book coming out we actually our last property that we did was was really we we collaborated with a few companies and we we really went all out on the design for well-being to show how actually you can design for well-being in, in a student home um and we we basically finished that in february didn't we so we couldn't get any students in at this time of year so we have got key workers in, uh, which have been brilliant. So we've got doctors in there, um, school teacher. And yeah, yeah. and yeah, so they're, they're in there now and they're absolutely loving living there, aren't they? And yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, which is good, obviously. I mean, it's um, not full because we've obviously yeah. couldn't, couldn't fill it completely. Um, it got stopped just beforehand, but thankfully the timing worked well for us, didn't yeah. it, that we just finished it. And Yes, it was a relief from her, from her you know, with a kind of... Uh, Mm. A bridging uh, loan on it, didn't we? And we just got the valuer out the days beforehand. To get the revaluation in and done, and you know, equity released, back. and we had yeah. a private investor. So, you know, that was all, um, you know, all done and dealt with and finalised. And, and then, you know, shortly afterwards, lockdown happened. So that was um, so, that was good, uh, good, good timing. But yeah, they're they're fine in there, aren't they? They're all happy, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. it's. So yeah, so all our houses are yeah. I mean, we're we're happy about it because they're you know they're good space rooms. You know they they have got they've got lots of daylight coming in. Where you know the desk space, they've got good chairs, got good beds. You know all these things are, are you know are thought about and considered. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's just such an awful situation for everybody, isn't it? And everybody's trying yeah. to to do what they can to get by and and get through it. What are the um main differences do you think in how you see how you design your properties so okay we've got the location we've got the you know it's not set back it is set back it's um you know you've got the room size lots of light uh, what other things do you think of when you're you know doing the refurbishment process so we so we kind of go through this kind of it's a kind of tiered approach. It's a bit of a process, but with any design process, there's lots of kind of jumping around, you know, from what, from one stage to another, a little bit kind of chaotic, but generally speaking, yes, location. Um, then we're looking at kind of broad layout. So the building layout, um, and then I guess we're getting into room layout, you know, and proportions, um, space, you know, proportion is, it's, it's just not too dynamic, two dimensional, it's three dimensional. So we're looking at heights of the spaces that we're in yeah. as well. Yeah. That it's um what do you have like a minimum requirement for you? For well 
well, we buy, basically we buy Victorian terraces. So usually that is, is okay. But if we are putting on suites in or we're, if we're sort of separating some of the room, then we actually look at the proportion of the room and obviously the height to width ratio and that sort of thing. So we don't want, um, you know, a too small, we're not going to have a too small room anyway, but yeah, it's just got to, to feel right. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so kind of, yeah, thinking about individual room layouts um, and making sure they all work. And then we're kind of thinking about things that Philip mentioned, you know, a couple of minutes ago, the kind of connection with nature, you know, it's really important, um, you know, the kind of technical terms, bio, biophilic design. But what it basically means is getting a little bit of connection, you know, between humans and nature, you know, and there's so much research, you know, in hospitals, people get better faster if they have a view out of a window. You know, office workers are more productive if they have kind of good levels of natural light. Kids learn better, um, lower ADHD, all these kind of things. So we're trying to, yes, have lots of natural light. We're trying to put, you know, uh, study spaces and desks next to windows. Um, we're trying to use natural kind of natural tactile materials where appropriate to do so. Then we're looking at kind of general comfort. Um, so, you know, is, are the kind of environmental conditions, you know, going to be comfortable, noise, you know, temperature, things like that. Physical comfort, you know, good quality mattresses, good quality sofas, chair, you know, ergonomic chairs, desks, etc. Control is a um, big thing. Yes, control and personalization. That's the kind of next level, which is, you know, it's really, you know, the thinking there is, um, you know, people want to be able to uh, and have this kind of inherent need to be able to kind of put their own stamp on somewhere. Um, you know, certainly in student houses, certainly in bedrooms, and even more so actually in purpose-built bedrooms, which are often literally just cookie-cutter, you know, same bedroom, same bedroom, same bedroom, times four, five hundred. Um, move the furniture, it's all exactly, fixed you know, furniture. Exactly, yeah, fixed built-in furniture. That, that There can be very little scope to personalise. Um, and there's actually some fascinating studies done in America, which kind of were linking... Uh, people who are able to kind of personalize their rooms better with their um, with their academic grades, which was I mean astonishing. Um, but um, you know we want people to be able to you know, personalize their spaces. And how we do that is you know in, in social spaces, in lounges, kitchens, entrance halls. That's where we like to kind of express a bit of design, you know, yeah, design flair. Yeah, kind of ourselves. But then in bedrooms, we keep those much more pared back and much simpler. So that actually someone can go in and say, I want to put these pictures or posters up or whatever, and they can make it their space. But the um, latest one that we've done, that we did, we actually, because there's such a huge, people need it. We see it in all our properties. People use, you know, from the beginning, people were using blue tack on the walls. Obviously that leaves a greasy residue and that's an issue for painting and whatever. But we encourage people to personalise because we know that it's such an important part of our wellbeing. So in this latest one that that we've just finished, we, we had some pegboards, some huge bespoke pegboards made for us. So in every single room, they have a pegboard which they can take out the dowels and move them around. So they've got shelves, they can pin things to it, they can do all different things, they can put whatever they like, but they're able to, to just create, make mm. it their own. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it's just just things like that. Just thinking, okay, we are human. This is what we want to do. If we want to move the bed, let's move the bed. You know, it's just if we want to move the desk so it's a different way around, or if it's not next to the window, if that's what you want, then that allows you to have that that opportunity to do that. So nothing's fixed. Um, 
and yeah I mean it's you have a, a greater sense of ownership if you can yeah if you can mm. personalize a space and you take more care of spaces I mean we've realized we've seen that throughout our time of, of doing this that you know people people take care of if you give them something nice you know people take care of it I mean a lot of people we've had a lot of backlash and people sort of saying oh it's for students you know why the hell are you bothering you know builders have said that other developers have said that they're only um, students they're only students. why bother with them you know they're just gonna wreck it they'll have a party or the friends will have a party or they'll have a party and the friends will come over and it's just constant you know and we don't see it people take care of our it's properties true. It's, and it's, it's, it's true yeah. touch wood <laughs> you know we've not i mean and they just they respect it and they respect us and you know we're giving them something nice i mean i think i think you know that anywhere you go you know if something's messy then you just make it more messier or you know if you're giving somebody and giving them the respect that they deserve um they look after it yeah. And, yeah. and that's that's what we found. That's our experience, and that's what we found. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's greatly appreciated. And it, it's like you know, the parents come to us and they talk to us and say, you know, about how they've lived in other places and um, how that's impacted impacted on their well being, and how you know they've had children that have just been really upset at, at when they've lived somewhere else, and how they've just you know they've not gone out, they've not felt safe in this in the place, even though it looked quite nice, they've not being able to you know enjoy that space um and that place and you know parents writing his letters saying you know we're just so grateful that our child is is safe and happy at university and um and that comes down to again that you know that's experience as well the customer experience and so we do um you know we manage our properties ourselves don't we and yeah um we have good good you know um connection with them with chat to them and and find out you know there's anything they need and yeah and absolutely we, we yeah we put a lot of effort into that kind of mm. customer kind of customer journey and trying to you know provide a good customer experience and and again you know the benefit of that is um you know a it's the right thing to do it's what we all want to receive um and b you know people choose you know to stay on with us you know generally speaking unless a group is breaking up or they're in the third year and they're moving on they'll usually stay with us um it, it's probably am i right in saying that it's probably more unusual that they would leave yeah you know, unless it's and, on and a year out and go somewhere yeah. come back like i say if the group yeah. is breaking up then they then they you know they might have to move on but generally speaking they all want to stay and you know that's good you know it's good for us it's good for them it's you know it's less marketing spend it's less you know it's more efficient it's um it's the right thing to do and it, it's the right thing from a business point of view to do as well because it you know it's, yeah. it's it. do you find that you get a higher premium on the rents yeah for sure yeah i mean people definitely want to you know we don't want to kind of you know price people out but there's no doubt that people will you know a better quality product will achieve will you know justifiably earn a you know earn a higher rent um because people want to pay for better quality design and better quality service but then saying that it's still way 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 under purpose-built student accommodation yeah. oh what the rent is there yeah. So, oh yeah it's huge, um, hugely under so you know from that sense you know we're kind of um yeah if you took the kind of cheapest hmo up to the most expensive purpose built we're somewhere in the middle and on the purpose built you know sure you know if someone wants to live in the kind of city center location slap bang in the city only purpose built apartment block is going to do that on every other kind of you know metric from design to service whatever okay we don't have you know Concierge. gyms and concierge but in terms of quality in terms of space in terms of service all that stuff 
There's but, no doubt that we're going to provide something, you know, that is equal or superior to them. So actually, it's, yeah. it's bloody good value. And what we find as well is with the purpose built is um, they have visiting hours, which I was yeah. shocked. Mm. And I just uh, this is when I went to Barcelona and I heard that. Um, I mean, the the a few things that stuck out to me was the visiting hours that you had to kick anybody out after 11 o'clock and they weren't allowed and I thought how is that good for their well-being you know can you not just, this is their home this is where they're going to live how can you kick and it was just that was a bit a bit strange because thinking this is somebody's home but you're going to stop them for having friends over or whatever nice, yeah. then the other thing was was um the washer dryers and washing machine they had to pay for their washer dryers and there were only eight of them for 400 people and I <laughs> In the UK, the, 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 the Unipol code for purpose yeah. bill is 1 to 75. So one washing machine to 75 students. What no. that means, I've actually done, this sounds really sad, but I was amazed at this. I actually sat with my calculator and did some maths. What that means is, right, there is, um, there, there's, a, there's a, a student, a brand new student block in Lancaster, okay, and there's 450-ish um, students there they've got six washing machines okay what that means is through the waking hours of the day right that every 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 person every student gets one wash gets one hour one wash per week and that 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 assumes that those 450 organized (laughs) so perfectly organized that you know one of them turns up at eight o'clock on monday morning the next one at nine o'clock the next one at ten o'clock no no it's just through the the waking hours of the day but that is just inconceivable like that's not going to happen so 175 i mean that's just but then they're going to pay for it as well and you think well this is ridiculous this is just put a washing machine in each flat that's you know and it's comes down to space is such a premium and it's just and that's that is just i mean it's simple things like that can you not even do your washing but you've also got to pay for it and that is and you're you're paying you know what 200 pounds a week yeah it's insane you know and And what a couple of weeks of your washing on top of that so you know it's just simple things like that i mean that is just so basic a basic Mm -hmm. human need you need to wash your clothes you know you're not going to get students washing them in their basin i mean it's just not going to (laughs) happen what do they do well you know i i want to pick up on something you said before about um well you just said then about basic human need and it seems to me like the way you've mapped it out in different tiers is a bit like the maslow's hierarchy yeah so you've got the um like the safety and feeling secure and the location on the bottom and then you build up to the personalization which is like self-actualization yeah you're absolutely right and the icing on the cake is the thing that people see you know, in the, in the, you know, the marketing photos, it is that, um, you know, interior design is more than this, but it's what people would imagine interior design is, you know, it's like, oh, well, it looks like it's the color scheme and the, the brand of the furniture, the sofa and the, and the light fitting and whatever, that's the icing on the cake. And that can really make everything sing and like, wow, this is incredible. But, you know, if the fundamentals aren't there, it means nothing. Yeah. you know um you know and likewise if that isn't there you know you can still have a very simple very basic property you know um you know it could be a more budget offering oh, with really, really strong fundamentals mm. and you know it doesn't have you know pharaoh and ball you know paint on the walls or whatever we, we, we haven't used pharaoh and ball but you know what i mean like it's not got this flashy kind of bling to it and it's still a very very good quality really fantastic Completely. place to live 
And, um, you know, so that's the icing on the cake. It's not. Well, are you focusing on the fundamentals and what's important rather than. And this is, yeah. This is exactly what we've done. Our, our um, more recent ones are all singing, dancing, beautiful wallpaper, everything. But our, the first ones are still, you know, we haven't got the beautiful wallpaper. We haven't, you know, it's not, they have, they have the fundamentals. And even those ones that we did right at the beginning still follow exactly the same thing that we're doing now. Um, and it's all your space, light, safety, location, all mm. those things that we look at. And, you know, students coming around there and they're a, they're a cheaper price because they haven't got the, you know, all, all that. They haven't got the en-suites or whatever else. But the fundamentals are there. And every single time we, have, we show students around, they're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and you think, really? Is this? Well, that, that's the yeah. kind of... And you're like, this is, this is it. It's just, it just has those, those fundamentals that people want. And people want to live in a house. You know, it's like their first experience. They've come from halls. They're living in the purpose-built halls. Um, they haven't got, you know, sofas to sit on. They come in and we've had students come into our houses and they're like, don't send me back, you know, and they'd mm -hmm. lie on the sofa, like, just leave me here, let me stay here. And, you know, and it's just that home that, that we want as a, as a, you know, as a race, as a, as well, humans. Yeah, I think that it's just those fundamentals stand the test of time as well. So the things that go on, whether it's um, more saturation of the market or whether it's a COVID crisis, whatever it is you know your properties should stand the test of time whereas others will fall by the wayside because they haven't had that care and attention and uh, you, you're almost future proofing it from the beginning yeah yes. we're, we're in for this for the long haul we're not in for a quick win and a quick you know it's a it's not going to be a um do it up and then sell it you know it's we're in this for the long haul and we want something that's future proof and that's why we work with investors that you know when we work with investors we want to show we're not just making you money for the next year. We're going to be making you money for the future. You know, this is something that, you know, this is going to appreciate in value. This is, you know, this is a great investment. So it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, we don't buy anything that we wouldn't live in ourselves. You know, so, I mean, I always think I, when I go around a property, if everything goes wrong for us and we, we are, we have to live in this. Property, I always yeah. say, <laughs> what are you saying that? But if, if everything goes wrong and we have to live in this, would we be happy living there ourselves? And if we wouldn't be happy living there ourselves, why would we expect somebody else to live in it? And that's that's one of the, the ticks that we, you know, that I have to have before we buy a property for ourselves or we buy one for an investor. Yeah, I mean, I think what you were kind of just talking about then as well, kind of future proofing, you know, we were having a conversation with someone, the other, an investor the other day, you know, what happens... You know, obviously, lots of conversations about coronavirus. When's the lockdown going to end, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, universities are closed now for the summer term. Well, they're open, you know, online learning is continuing, but you know, the the, the physical doors are closed. Um, and the big question is, you know, is everything going to be back to normal by September or not? Um, and you know, ultimately, we don't know. Um, you know, my understanding is universities are certainly working on the basis that they are. That's obviously the hope. Um, you know, it'll be huge. I don't know, think anybody knows, do they? Yeah. It'll be a huge kind of economic shock, you know, if, um, if, if they aren't. But again, we're making the point that, look, if, you know, let's say you've got a university town and, you know, for some reason, um, you know, the university does not open again in September, um, you maybe have a situation where, you know, however many hundred um, student HMOs suddenly flood the market and go to professional HMOs, mm -hmm. um, which will... You know, there'll be a lot more supply, 
and prices will drop a little bit, but which ones are going to come out on top? Yeah. Is it going to be the ones where someone's thought they're only students? Another room. You know, or is it going to be the ones where people have taken their duty as, you know, providers of homes to people seriously, they've designed well, they've provided good service. Um, you know, there's no question that, you know, the, the nice ones are going to do well and will be, you know, relatively insulated from or relatively protected from, you know, that kind of problem and you know, the ones that have kind of been a bit lazy over the years and not done the maintenance that they should have done and not paid enough attention, um, well, they'll be in trouble, you know? I, I, think, well, I think this, you know, in my mind, this coronavirus, in so many aspects of life, you know, business, you know, the working environment, offices, student accommodation, um, you know, it's just accelerating the next five years of natural progression of things, you know, mm -hmm. everyone talks about right now, you know, there's, baby boomers are moving into retirement they are looking to you know they own i can't remember what the percentages huge percentages of kind of you know smes small businesses they are over the next few years they're going to be looking to retire sell their businesses and you know have an exit and you know coronavirus is just massively bringing that forward yeah. um you know so there's going to be lots of shock lots of pain but lots of opportunity for the people who can weather the storm and come out on the other side you know, as good providers, good operators, you know, good designers who can provide good quality products to people um, and, you know, uh, yeah, not be, you know, not kind of uh, suffer as a result of, of, of those you yeah. know, issues. What would you say to somebody who, you know, they've bought a property and they weren't really thinking of all these things in mind back then, uh, they realise it is important and obviously especially right now while the tenants are in the house full time. Are there any things, anything you can think of to, you know, maybe not right now, obviously, but moving forward, what would you advise people to change or improve first if they kind of have just an average house, let's say? Depend, I would go back to look at the layout of the original house and what it was beforehand. Because if people have put in extra bedrooms and minimise standards and try to shove in an extra bedroom in a space that wasn't there, then I would I'd rip that straight out and make sure that all the rooms are decent sizes um, and that they've, yeah, they've got good light coming in. If there's any dark, I mean, like curtain, I mean, it's simple things like curtains, you know, just making sure that the track can come back away to let the light in, you know, so you're not shutting out daylight, you know, just, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's kind of going back to that, you know, that kind of pyramid that you spoke about. They can't change the location now because obviously they're committed, yeah. but they can look at the layout. Um, they can, you know, they look at the building layout, as Phil said, and think, okay, you know, have we got the right number of, you know, rooms, you know, um, uh, or, or not? Have we got, you know, too many or too few? And then looking at the room layouts, you know, have we got the right amount of, you know, the right layout of furniture in the rooms? You know, can people personalise? Can people, you know, is it comfortable? You know, um, kind of go through that kind of hierarchy. And then at the end, you know, is it, you know, does it look good? You know, there's still an important thing. You know, I don't want to kind of make it, the fundamentals are important, but you can also make something uh, more attractive. You know, we're all human and we're all drawn to things that we find, you know, beautiful and characterful. But don't um, just... Don't just put on sweets in because everyone's talking about putting on sweets in because it really doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't, you know, it, the, the most important thing is to get the space right. Yeah. And we see a lot of people putting in on sweets just for a tick box exercise. Oh, we've got a house, we've got a room so we can charge another 15 pounds per week on that 
for that. Um, the, and then you see them shoehorned into a small room. You can't walk around the bed because the, you know, they can't even open the door to get into the ensuite. And we see that a lot. Um, so just, we've been approached by people as well who talk to us about, you know, the saturation of the market. Would it help if we just put ensuites in? And like, no, 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 just don't spend all that money on that. It doesn't matter. They're not, you know, they might think they want that, but they don't. And that's, we, yeah, I, I mean, I think definitely for students, you know, professionals might be different because, you know, they don't know each other and they want that kind yeah. of higher degree of privacy. But for groups of students coming in, um, again, if the fundamentals are there, you know, lots of space, the rooms can handle the size of an ensuite, all those things are there, then it's a nice add-on. You're still, you know, it's going to cost you more to do it, so you're going to charge more. Um, so it's still not necessarily something that everybody wants to take up, um, but it's a nice add-on. But when people just, someone actually called us up, oh, I don't know, it was a few months ago now, and said, oh, you know, market's getting saturated, you know, as Phil said, should we put on suites? And it's like, it sounds like you're not letting your rooms, you're not letting your houses out because there's something fundamentally wrong with them. Therefore, that's the thing that needs to be fixed, not just adding in, you know, tacking on some on suites, which is actually going to make those fundamentals worse. Yeah. Um, it's going to make the layouts flow, you know, less appealingly it's going to make the spaces smaller so um you know and interestingly UCAS did a, a big I think it's like the biggest student survey in the UK um quite recently and actually the value the kind of perception of value that students saw in an ensuite it, it wasn't there it didn't exist they weren't prepared they, they weren't that bothered about paying more for an ensuite when they came as a group um so Yes, that's not a kind of that's that's not a sticking plaster to fix the problems. Again, it's going through that kind of hierarchy. You know? Okay. Is there anything else that we haven't spoke about you want to bring up? Well, I was just going to say, just I mean, just a very basic thing is just having enough seats for people to sit on. You know, in the in the lounge, mm. having enough sofa space, having a dining table, having enough seats for everybody to sit around the table together. And you know, again, we were contacted by somebody a while ago who said, "Oh, yeah, but they weren't all." Do we need do I need six t seats around the table because they won't all eat together? And I was like, well, how are you? How do you know that? And why would they not? And you know, it's like I mean, just very flippantly, but you wouldn't provide less beds because they wouldn't all sleep at the same time if people were doing night shifts and whatever. And it was, you know, it was just just get the basics right of just having people, you know, to mm. sit and allow them to decide how they use the space. But if you've not catered for them, then they can't even do that um yeah no absolutely absolutely you know it's it, it, it's um it's just basic isn't it it's just basic basic thinking about yeah it, 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 it's really it, and it's almost sad that you know that we've got to write this book and talk about it so much because it's like look you know would you want this in your own home you know people say oh you know shall i put a dishwasher in would you like a dishwasher at home yeah i couldn't live without a dishwasher well so put one in they're 200 quid you know like come on um and uh yeah it, it, it's um you know they might not sit down and you know have a home-cooked meal every night of course they're not going to but they still have the opportunity to do it now and then when they want to and they can sit around and have drinks and all that kind of stuff and you know yeah that and kind they of, work that's... they work around a dining table i mean i Absolutely. spent my whole university time sitting around the dining table chatting you know when you come in from a night out crying around the table with your friends and you have your toast and marmite at two o'clock in the morning or whatever and yeah i mean it's it it's just that relationship that you're creating spaces so they can 
forge friendships and you know and it's just just yeah just very simple but this is all in the book coming <laughs> out <laughs> So the book is finished now. So it's the final manuscript is, is going to um, the publishers. So we've been working with the publishers and they're ready to take it for the final, which is a bit yeah. scary. Uh, yeah. We've been sort of holding it back like, oh, let's put this in, let's put this in. And now we've had a bit more time. We've just been like, oh, let's just hang on to it a bit longer and just add this in and that in. And so, yeah, so that's um, that should be coming out next month, hopefully. It depends on what's happening with the publishers and, and with this coronavirus. Well, uh, yes, I mean, it should be ready, shouldn't it? We'll have to time, we'll have to think about the timing to, yeah. to, to you know, no one's, yeah, we need to cut through with everything that's going on, but um, it will be nice to at least get it out of our hair. And then have a book launch party as well. We were planning a book launch party, but it's, yeah, obviously, we can't do it on a house party or something. <laughs> no, God, it'll be, we'll, 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 we'll do it when lockdown's released and it'll be the mother of all parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, where can people find you, follow you, what you're up to? Pat Properties. Um, Instagram. Instagram is where we spend most of our time, isn't it? We're um, on LinkedIn, just our personal, philippa.charrier, or philippa charrier, yeah. and Tom Charrier on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter, but don't really use Twitter. We're on Facebook, but don't really use Facebook that much. So <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> you want to see, yeah, pictures of Both. lockdown of kids. Oh, actually, no, Tom's got, we've just recently found TikTok through our youngest. So, yeah, we've got some... So, pictures of me dancing with our eight year old, dance, dancing up the stairs. Uh, so, yeah, so. come and follow us on Instagram and watch Tom dancing. Yeah. Great, okay, well, um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, so thank thank you for you. having us. Yeah, it's great. And um, look forward to having you again soon in the future. And good luck with the book launch. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, all right, then. Take care, everybody, and uh, see you next time.